0: Simmons. And I'm Abraham Simmons. And and this this is Tequila Confidential. Confidential. On tonight's episode we're going to talk about tasting techniques and vessels. That means
1: different types of glasses that we might use or glassware we might use to taste this tequila. And we're going to taste one of my favorites. El El tesoro. Tesoro.
0: So today, we have got our tequila tasting techniques and vessels. We've got five different tasting vessels here, and we'll use those to dissect different tasting techniques. Moving forward, we're going to need to describe a lot of different tequilas to you and tell you how we're tasting them, whether we're doing an official tasting or whether we're just sipping on them for fun. So this is important for us to be able to describe things to you in a specific way. You want to talk about some of these vessels before we start?
1: Uh, Well, in more than a decade of tequila tasting, I've never actually done a tasting centered on the vessel itself. So this will be an experience for the both
0: of us. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) All right, I'm pumped. So we've got five different kinds of vessels here, and we'll get into why we have these different vessels, but we've got what are known as shooters, which is how most people in the United States are probably used to uh, ingesting tequila. And, you know, they're tall shot glasses, and they're also known as caballitos in Spanish. And then after that, we've got some wine glasses, classic wine glasses, and we'll get into why we have wine glasses here as well. We've also got champagne glasses, another important vessel to talk about. This one, really important actually, and you'll see why. We've also got some brandy snifters. Brandy snifters uh, are, they kind of look like squat red wine glasses, and we'll, we'll get into why we have those as well. And then, finally, we've got the official tequila-tasting vessel. Uh, and, I'm sorry, what is the brand of these again? They're called... Not Rydell. Yes, these are Rydell. Oh, wow. Check you out. These okay are real Rydell. Okay, can I
1: tell you, right off the bat, there's something I'm not seeing. What's that? A cuernito.
0: A cuernito? A cuernito. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, tell me about a cuernito. A cuernito is a hollowed-out horn of a bull. Oh.
1: And that <laughs> is kind of the traditional way of shooting some of this stuff. Way back before tequila was tequila and it was just mezcal.
0: So cuernitos are for shooting. Yes. Okay. So, well, although, we won't talk about cuernitos, I guess. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this much though, uh,
1: that you go down to Mexico, you'll still see people shooting out of a or sipping
0: out of a cuernito. So, really? Yeah. Okay. So that so is it shaped? I'm guessing a similar to a caballito. I think that's right. Okay. At least
1: the end of it is, but the bottom, of course, would be more uh, pointed.
0: Pointed. Yeah. So you can't put it down. I get <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so I guess you're just drinking and can't stop.
1: Yeah, at some point, maybe episode 30 or so, I'm going to bring one of those to you. But it'll take a while for me to get down
0: to Mexico to do that legitimately. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's uh, talk about what we're drinking tonight, because I actually don't know yet, and I'm really excited to find out.
1: Well, let's start with El Tesoro. Ooh, El Tesoro. Yeah, this particular El Tesoro is the single barrel, and it's a Blanco, and I like it because
0: it has sharp, true colors. All right, so why are we drinking El Tesoro in the context of talking about different tasting techniques and vessels?
1: Right, so if you start with an Añejo that's full of sugars or very soft or doesn't really Accentuate the agave flavor. It's not going to make that big a difference what kind of a glass you're drinking from. But El Tesoro is true to the agave. It's the Blanco is going to be sharper. The Extra Añejo is going to be smoother, and everything in between is going to be a little bit different depending upon the shape of the glass that you're using and how much of your nose gets close to the actual tequila drink. These, uh, the last I've seen, were made with a tojone. So, okay,
0: legit stuff, man. Just for all of you out there in podcast land, there is an official way to taste tequila. We're going to talk about, a little bit about the official way, but we're also going to talk about all the other different ways that you can taste tequila. And this is probably the most common, where you're putting it in a shot glass and just shooting it. But even when you're doing that, there are some interesting things you can do to spice up the way in which you're tasting it and smelling it. The reason why we don't typically use shooters for tequila tasting is because you don't get a lot of surface area for the tequila to actually react to the carbon dioxide in the air. And because of that, you don't get a lot of smells from it. And it's kind of hard to know exactly what you're getting yourself into. But anyways... One of the things that I came across when you're supposed to be doing a tequila tasting is they say that you your palate is not necessarily always ready for tequila right off the bat. So they tell you to take a little bit of tequila, put it on your lips, just put it on your lips, swish it around a little bit, then take a little bit of tequila, put it a little bit on your tongue so that you can wipe it on your gums and your teeth. And then they tell you to take a little bit and let it sit on the top of your tongue for a minute. And then don't even really swallow, but just kind of let it run down the back of your throat. And then they do say the same thing about the bottom. And then they also say to take a little bit of tequila and wet the top of your palate. Well, and let, then they say you're ready to taste tequila.
1: Let, <laughs> let me say that before all of that happens, there's another thing I like to do. And it goes to the vessel that you're actually using. Mm-hmm. The nose of tequila is going to vary greatly depending upon whether you're using one of these thin little shot glasses and your nose is not
0: quite in it, or for example, one of the later ones. What else have you got here? So, next we've got a wine glass. Do you want to try the wine glass now? Sure. I'm going to go ahead and pour what I've got into my wine glass. Um, Also, most people will use a spittoon when they're doing this officially, and that is something that... We are not going to fucking do it. No, we're not going <laughs> to do
1: that. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Very different, yes? Very different. There is an author, Chantal Martineau. She's great. She describes different glasses you might use and why and describes the idea of tequila being like A bunch of cats or something like that that would if you let it just go straight into your mouth they're gonna be all over the place with no rhyme or reason or anything like that but if you put it in a thin enough vessel like say the champagne glass that's next that you actually get an ordered flavoring and an ordered nose of the tequila which actually helps you to distinguish some of the flavors. So that's something you might want to try. So well,
0: I you know, I think the wine glass is interesting because it kind of allows you uh, to do something that I think is a little bit more difficult with some of the other vessels, which is to smell different the the tequila at different points. So to start at the bottom, smell it, go to the middle, and then go to the top, and apparently that's supposed to give you different flavors.
1: Holy moly! <laughs> Don't start at the bottom. <laughs> it burns the hairs right out of my nose. <laughs> well, oh, no, but yeah, much better. Okay, yeah. look, I, I think the wine glass just consolidates and and puts way too much nose on the tequila itself. Yeah. It it really prevents you from feeling the the subtlety of any particular tequila. But let's see. let's see how this goes.
0: Well, and, and something else the wine glass lets you do while you're sipping that. Oh, tell me. Tell me. What do you smell? What do you taste? Or what do you... Well, I moved on. See, now I'm not drinking
1: the Blanco anymore. Um, I've got a oh. reposado, El Tesoro Single Barrel reposado. It's good stuff. Wow. These are Highlands tequilas. We covered that in a different tequila confidential. Uh, also refined. But let me tell you, this stuff is... Uh, I picked El Tesoro because it really is... What I would call a strong agave flavor.
0: Well, something else that the wine that the wine glass lets you highlight pretty well that I think is important to mention is that just like wine, you can kind of measure the legs and see how yeah. slowly they come down. So, what exactly that yeah. is is the—it's got to be sugar. It's the sugar content in yeah. the alcohol, and the longer it takes for those legs to go down similarly to wine it's supposedly better if you are using fructose and things like that the legs will run a lot quicker if you have additives in it
1: Oh, I'm going to call BS on that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, this is something I came across in my research. So, you know, the,
0: the, this is where it's important you to gotta, have this. Uh... You got to
1: you gotta check your sources on all this. Well, okay. one of the reasons why. Which we will list our sources.
0: We, we do list our sources.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> one of the reasons why I think you got to be really careful with that is because so much of your sugar content is going to uh, depend upon how you're treating your agave and how uh, much of a hema you're gonna leave on there and that sort of thing, and sometimes you're really looking to have more sugar content or less sugar content or depending upon what you're after in the flavor of the tequila so you know better versus worse is a is a tough one for trying to discuss. Mm
0: the type of legs you're going to have. So I'm going to say overall, I don't really love using a wine glass. It does help highlight certain things about the tequila, but I'm going to go ahead and move on to my next vessel here, which is a champagne glass. Okay. I'm going to move on to champagne, but I'm
1: also moving on to El Tesoro Añejo. And again, it comes in the same bottle as the single barrel, but it doesn't say single barrel on it. I'm, I'm going to try and figure out a good way to distinguish the type that I have here versus the other El Tesoro's that I see from time to time. But El Tesoro has been around for a while, and they are in that group of producers who will come up with a new bottle every so often to see if they can get you to just buy it um, <laughs> and spend more for something that is... Always going to be high quality, but it's going to be a little bit different. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I love this stuff, by the way.
0: Now, since we're on the champagne glass, I think this is really important to mention to people. Because if they want to do an official tequila tasting, they're not always going to have access to Rydell glasses. And this is the closest thing that you'll find in terms of the shape and the way it affects the, the way you taste the tequila. And that's because it's also tall, and it allows you to have a decent amount of surface area if you actually tilt the glass to the side.
1: And that's what's key. I think also the size of the opening is not so large that you're allowing the flavors to run around like little cats all over the place. They're going to to work their way straight into your mouth. Let's see. Mmm. I am going to say, so far, clearly superior. So one of the wonderful descriptions that Martineau gave in her book is how when going to Rydell, the factory, she got a tasting with old man uh, Rydell. And uh, I don't know his name. I'm sorry. And I... Apologies for Old Man Rydell. I'm Old Man <laughs> Simmons. Um, but what happened there was they tasted a tight pinot in the right glass and in the wrong glass. And just having the right kind of glass actually changed everything about the flavor. And it made tr- a true believer out of her. And as far as I can tell, it'll it would make a true believer out of anybody who's going through this tasting right now, to taste these tequilas out of a wine glass versus
0: out of a champagne flute oh yeah, makes a huge difference. It, it already has for me, going from the wine glass to the champagne glass. Absolutely. Oh, my God. A world of difference. There it is. Uh, one thing that we didn't mention, we did kind of talk about this, but when you start at the bottom and then move your way to the top when you're sniffing, when you're at the bottom, apparently it's called position one then position two, then position three, if you're doing an official tasting. Mm. But anyway, okay, I've finished the Blanco now, Mm. and I'm going to hop into the Repasado. I'm very excited to try it because I love El Tesoro, and I love Repasados, and this will lead me to the final glass as well. Leave me enough for the final glass as well, so I'm pumped for that. If you look up a photograph of a brandy snifter online, you'll see it does look like kind of like a red wine glass, but a little bit more squat, and the top is a little bit smaller. The opening is a little smaller. Typically, the glass is also a little bit thicker. Let's see. So let's position one, position two, position three. You're supposed to be able to smell different things in all of these positions. I mean, the more floral stuff, you're supposed to be able to smell in position two, I I believe. once again, position one
1: is way too strong. Yeah, you a lot of people
0: will say that as well. Just most, do away with position it, one. It is
1: all about the alcohol, and it's uh, again just blowing the hairs out of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got well,
0: you've got long hairs in your nose, though. Got so. Long ass hairs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, I, I well maybe like this is what I one. should I'm do not gonna you know, lie. Like in the
0: morning if instead
1: of like, trimming that mustache, <laughs> <laughs> take a brandy snifter and put some little tesoro it. I'd
0: like to mention we actually don't own brandy snifters, we borrowed these from our neighbor across the street, so thank you Ray for your yeah. great brandy snifters. These are great, I think I'm going to have to get some. Just for uh, tequila tasting, uh, I mean definitely yeah.
1: not. No, this is too strong. I think it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I think that again, I go back to the champagne flute. Okay, as the best way
0: so far. So I just took a sip out of it, and you know, I, I am not drinking the blanco anymore. So it's hard to compare. I'll, I'll have to go back at some point and try the blanco in okay. this glass versus the champagne flute, but. It tastes all right. Uh, Let me ask you,
1: are you experimenting now that you're switching up tequilas with the front of the tongue and the back of the tongue? Let me just add, I I know that different tequilas are useful to try different ways. Mm. I have come to discover that the tip of the tongue is very sensitive to some of the flavors of some of your stronger tequilas. And will alter the flavor that you get on the sides of your tongue so to me it's not just a matter of adding or subtracting that additional strong flavor but it'll actually change the way that the sides of your tongue will actually taste it so what I like to do which is quite unofficial is to try a tequila with and without the tip of the tongue first without then with and see if it's one of those tequilas where it actually makes a big difference, and if so, which way I like it better. I like to say in my tequila collection, every bottle is two tequilas, whether
0: you're using the
1: tip of your tongue or not.
0: So you brought up an interesting point there, and I wanna talk about it because when you do research on tequila tastings and how you're supposed to try tequila, using the tip of your tongue or not is not really something that comes up when you're doing a classical, uh, or a typical way of researching this sort of stuff as I am doing. Mm. So this is something that I guess comes up when you're doing a lot of more tastings and you're talking to people that are really in the industry and such. I didn't come across it at all. I looked for it. In fact, because you've taught me about the tip of the tongue versus not the tip of the tongue. And I, you know, went out looking for it and found nothing on it. So. This is already. pays to hang out with your dad for the final time. (laughs) This is already confidential information. There it is. Tequila confidential. You're going (laughs) to
1: learn more here than you'll learn out there in the books.
0: Hey, y'all. This conversation ran a little bit longer than anticipated, so we had to break the episode up into two parts. Please make sure you catch part two, where we talk about the Rydell glass, the official tequila tasting glass, and we'll actually rate out this oil. Nos encontramos y de amor llenamos.